Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI Podcast. Today, we're talking about the smoke show. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Subdivide Masterclass, guys. We're still looking for some great people that are interested in joining. This is an awesome group. We've had two really good uh, classes come before. This is the third one, and it may be the last one. You never know, um, but... We uh, have this great group, we're calling it a tribe. We all get together, we learn masterminds, we all work together. Um, sorry, learn subdivides, we all work together and uh, grow your business. So if you're interested in checking it out, go to our website, casualfridaysrei.com. Click the uh, subdivide training link and uh, let's book a call. Nice, happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. The Smoke Show. And this yeah. is not you letting me finally have a smoke machine for a live event, is it? No, it is not. Dang it. One day, I will bring the smoke to a live event, and I will be happy. There'll be lasers, strobe lights, cowbell, and a smoke machine. At the back of the Holiday Inn. At the back of the Holiday Inn. Get your credit card ready, folks. <laughs> I am ready to sell. It kind of that, that kind of reminds me of all the, uh, the paid ads we're seeing here lately with, you know, all these new faces coming into the coaching scene and the content creation scene. And it's always good to see new people, especially when you've coached them. Or train them throughout the throughout the last seven years. It's it's nice to see them be successful and take that and, and continue to run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I truly don't mind seeing other people come in and coach. Right? It's not like yeah. there's a huge competition. It is interesting though. A lot of these people I don't know and I've never even seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that doesn't mean really anything because it's not like I know everyone that's come through the coaching. I mean the. The land, land training, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but. it's. I think it is interesting. But the, the thing behind the, the smoke show, you know, in, in conversation with several people in this week, it's come up that they're kind of down in their business because they, they see all these people doing big, big deals, seven figures this, seven figures that, doing so many deals a week, got all these big numbers, and they just, they're not realizing what they actually have accomplished in their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually having this moment myself because I'm – we were talking about other coaches coming in. I'm in that algorithm, that cycle where I'm getting nothing but land investing coaches coming okay. down, right? And every one of them is talking about how they're doing million dollar deals. Seven figure deals everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's doing seven figure deals. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, really? Like are that yeah. you know, you know, you then instinctively, I think not just me, but anybody, it's gonna start comparing yeah. to what you're doing. I'm like, I'm not only just doing seven figure deals, like yeah. you know what I mean? It's like and I'm sure, and you were just talking about having lunch with someone who was kind of feeling that same thing, right? And so it's, I'm, I guarantee there's a lot of people listening that probably think the same thing. Yeah, and I and I'm going to tell his story. I'm not going to use his name or anything, just because it's not not my story to tell. But uh, into that detail. But you know, the premise of this is when you go on your own, you go full time. You've got the pressure of owning your own business. You're being an entrepreneur. You're running through these skill sets that you learned when you're doing it as a side hustle or a W two or you know. Then you get a little bit of momentum. You decide, hey, I'm ready to take this jump. You go on your own. And, you know, sometimes you forget the steps that you've had to take or you feel like it should be faster because everybody around you saying seven figure deal, this hundred thousand dollar a month that and you're comparing yourself. Sometimes it's to the person you're learning from. Sometimes it's your mentor that you're learning from. But other times it's just it's just the stuff, the minutia you see on social media. You know, you go through and you see all these guys that are flashing Rolexes and Lamborghinis and penthouses in Miami. 
and a lot of that's for clickbait and a lot of that's for clout. And so what I would I would ask so many of you to do is to step back and look at how far you've came. And if you've gone farther than staying the the place where you started, then you've you've been successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's not uh, you know the hide it right. The smoke show part comes from someone saying they've done doing seven figure deals all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you never know if they did seven figures and made or made seven figures profit. If, <laughs> if they spent right. seven figures and made negative a hundred thousand profit, yeah. you know, like you know, it, it's it's all just smoke and mirrors. There's there's right? a, there's a, there's a revenue number. There's an actual profit number. There there are then there's actually what they had at the end of the year after mm-hmm. they paid their taxes, their people, their everything out, what they have. And Lord knows my tax number looks a lot different than what my actual revenue number is. Um, but you know, in his situation. And I'm going to use it. He he had he was trying to find his ways younger um, when he started working with us, and he's put together from negative twenty thousand dollars in net worth to mid one million dollar net worth. He's got a really good uh, note portfolio of you know ten plus thousand dollars a month, and that's good for the next twelve to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And so he's on his own. He's working. But you look around and you, you're like, sometimes it just doesn't happen fast enough for you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It never does. Mm-hmm. And and then there's more money always going out than going in. And that's the conversation I had to have with him. Um, for me, and I and I'll, I'll, I don't we don't normally talk numbers, but I'll just kind of throw some out. Um, last last month, we had so many good deals come in, and I didn't want to pull debt on, on some of the bigger deals, so I threw cash into them. So I spent all of my acquisition money all my land company money and just got rid of it and put it all in cash into deals because I didn't want to pay 10.5% interest on on debt for a $100,000 deal here or $150,000 deal there. So I spent every dollar we had. I had to pull from a line of credit just to make sure because I had more deals come in and I did not want to say no because I knew I was buying the asset for less than it was worth and I knew I was going to sell it for more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that life of a land investor, I think. I, mean, I think yeah. we've all kind of been to that moment where you're like, well, I'm going way below where I feel comfortable. Yeah. Well, I used to be, hey, I want to keep $250,000 at work. Then it became 500000 And then last year I, I bumped a million dollars a few times. And I was like, okay, right now it's right around that $1.2 million in cash, $1.3 million in cash that's out working right now. If it hits what my normal rate is, it's going to be a really good 2024. But you're sitting here going, Oh shit! I got I gotta go to the line just to make sure I can pay Peyton this month, or so I can have you know a, a fourteen thousand dollar deal pops up that's worth thirty. I, I'm not gonna turn that down. I'm not gonna turn down a free money like that. So you continue mm-hmm. to 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 back and forth, backfill, pull it out as quick as you can, pay it off, and then all of a sudden you have a you have five closings in one month, and you make a hundred and forty thousand dollar profit that month, and you're like, oh shit, back on top, let's roll. Mm-hmm. This isn't the side that's shown on social media though, right? It's no, not, that's not the part. This isn't the part that people compare themselves to. No, it's not the sexy part. Yeah, it's not the sexy part. Would would you want to listen to a podcast about a guy that's complaining about how (laughs) how bad entrepreneurship sucks? You you wouldn't want to listen to that guy. You would be like, "Wow, that sucks." I don't know that I want to do that. I don't. I don't want to. You want to hear the story how they got to a certain point. But I remember in our first year, my first year being on my own, I remember counting napkins that we were using. I remember counting like. Hey, maybe we grab a couple extra ketchup so we have it. You know, what? How much toilet paper do we really need to use in this house? You know, it was things like that. And my, I hid that, hid that stuff from my wife. But those were the constant thoughts. It's like, okay, hey, and I've said this over and over and over. I just needed to beat five thousand dollars this month. Five thousand dollars this month. Five thousand dollars this month. And I still have that PTSD from that that thing, even though I had a year's worth of money put back, had a year's run room. I didn't have to make that five thousand, but I had to compete with myself. And I had to continue to get up to do the things that I needed, knew, I knew needed to be done. 
And so you you have to work through that, and that's a mental thing. That's on you. Yeah, because now five thousand a month is your my car payment, your truck payment. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. It's one truck. <laughs> well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's about to be, but I'm, that's that's a story for another day. I'll surprise you on. Uh, that's that's half of both car payment. Wait, no, both car payments is half of that. Oh. So, yeah. For two cars, you know. Yeah, tax write off. I've, I've got it's, I've got like four cars, and you know I can't even get break a thousand. It's tax write off. I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Maybe I'm better at taxes than you. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> um, but the point of all this is like, don't just believe everything you see. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't compare yourself to it. And we all know that. Like we all know not to believe anything you see on social media. Yeah. But it is hard. Yeah. Because people just talk about what they're doing and how big it seems. You think, and you're thinking they're going, well, I feel like I'm doing well, but. Yeah. You know, like, not, I'm not doing what you say you're doing. Yeah. Um, that gets to you. Yeah, it does. And, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. There, I, I want to say that's part of our, that's part of what we feel as an entrepreneur. You have that imposter syndrome. Um, you, you look around and you go, man, oh, if he's doing that good, he's living the great life, you know, and we, we have never taken a stance of numbers for clickbait. We've never done that over the, the 450 plus episodes because we don't want people to look at us and go, oh, well, if I'm not doing what they're doing. I don't want. Uh, I don't want. Uh, I don't want to have that conversation. When we want it to be an open door, and what it, and what we have. But you know, one of the things that I've kind of had a conversation this week about was stuff that you used to do at the beginning of your business that you don't do now. I mean, you kind of talked about this before, and you said, you know, I used to get excited when a deal would come back, or I get excited, and I and I started thinking about that, and I was like, for me, there was some trend that it became almost transactional, or it does become transactional. So I'm looking for more stuff that gets me excited about it, whether it was throw an exotic animal in there and I get pictures of it. I'm like, oh, look at my pretty little oryx out here. Or we clean it up and I'm like, dude, look how park-like this looks now. Or as we've talked about, figuring out the modular home piece on some of these properties and having that and being able to put those out there and going, man, look what we created. You know that There's a creation piece for me that I'm trying to find back and exciting. But as we work through this, I have cost in that learning that. You know, Whether I try and talk about it or not, it's going to be Justin just finds a company and that... that can get past the due diligence period with me. And then we spend fifty, a hundred thousand dollars on this deal to try to make it happen just to see what happens and see if it adds the value that we think it should. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was thinking about the other day is like no matter what you get into, right? Whether if whether it's new, like in this particular conversation, it would be modular homes or whatever, yeah. right? There's always something that first time that you just gotta you just yeah. got to pony up and kind of do it and figure yeah. it out, right? Yeah. So you can plan everything all at once. Like you can find the perfect modular home builder, mm-hmm. spec it all out, and then there's always going to be that that wisdom that you learn. Yeah. And a lot of times the wisdom comes without a cost financially. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going through one of those right now, uh, Bosky. What, yeah. What's what's that going to cost us after not getting it done? And so that's you're, you're exactly right. Wisdom comes, the gray hairs, the 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 ease in decision making comes from some of those failed or some of those successful things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably, and I was also, that, that that's why all these old, you know, weekends are old, right? Yeah. They're the rich ones because they've had the 30, 40 years of mistakes yeah. and lessons learned. And You're the old and rich one now. You're old well, and rich. Not in this room. <laughs> I'm the oldest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. By a few months. A few months. So yeah, I agree with you, and I think that there is there's the the bruises and the bumps and the scars that that lead to that. But you know, if your business is so focused on what somebody else is doing, and you're comparing what your progress is, you're missing the entire point of your entrepreneurial journey. 
It needs to be on what you can control. You can control the effort you put out every day, and you need to continue to put out the effort you know is going to get you to the place you want to go. Not what the other person did, but what you want to do. Well said. Um, all right, we'll end it there. And if uh, you want to slow down some of those bumps in the road, you know, that Subdivide Masterclass I talked about earlier, check it out. And then, as always, do us a favor, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. Like, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.